welcome to the Creative Marketing Show with your host, Rosh Sillers. Welcome. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. This show, I want to talk about some of the crazy ways in which I earned or found or maybe new clients found me. And, you know, they're really not that crazy, but they are interesting stories in many cases. And I want to just share how they came about because I just received the opportunity to work with a new client. And this was a string of networking events and opportunities that just because I said yes ended up working out so what happened how this come down so what I did was I received an invitation to a local seminar and that local seminar was set up to sell me software And I knew it going in. I knew all about it. But I thought, you know, some of the people that I want to know very well may be there. Well, it turns out I did know a few people there. And it was a room full of people that I wanted to know. Now, it wasn't a huge room full of people, maybe 15, 20 people. But there were a lot of people in the room, percentage-wise, that are my target market. And I wanted to know. So I had the opportunity to network and connect and exchange cards and follow up with people. And one person came up to me afterwards who was a owner of a digital agency, actually a partner of a digital agency. And he started asking me about my work and said, you know, I think we should meet again for lunch coming up. And I said, oh, hey, it sounds great. And it turns out that he said the same to a few other people. So there are about six to eight of us for lunch. And we all started talking and networking and he was very grateful for him to put it together and take that extra effort because he was also networking too. And that's something you might want to consider having lunches in which you invite people together who may be able to network together, not necessarily that one-on-one, but maybe four, five, six people together that very well could provide you some opportunities. Well, it worked out pretty well. The gentleman next to me, along with a few other people, I happened to know one of the people who came to the event and and uh, she was, you know, it had been a couple of years since I had seen her and it was good to catch up with her. But the person next to me, turns out we are nearby each other. He's right by my studio. And so we decided to have lunch and I followed up with him. I said, hey, yeah, let's have that lunch. And he said, great, let's meet next week. And then... The day of or the day before that lunch, he called me and asked me if I did a certain type of work. And I said, yes, I do, but I'm not sure. Well, let let me just check it out. And so I checked out what these people were looking for. It looked like they're looking for more of an employment opportunity situation. And I wasn't sure, but I said, you know what, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to at least talk with them about this opportunity. And it turns out, that uh, I went through actually a few rounds of phone calls with different people within the company. And next thing you know, I have a very large project that will go through the end of the year and very well may continue on. And it 
it really did boost the entire amount of work I have right now. In other words, such a large amount of work that I have to be really organized, especially day to day now, because it is a lot of work and consistent work that I'm just thrilled about. And I, I'm going lo on location to photograph next week, and that means I have to make sure that I'm organized in a way that allows me to go on location to photograph like that, which happens, of course. And in just organizing my days, when you have an opportunity that, I don't know if you say big, but certainly intense, it is a big project, and it certainly is worth a, a lot to my company, so I don't, I don't want to dismiss that at all, but it is intense what I'm trying to do and what I'm developing. So this is obviously a relatively fresh situation that I've just started doing the project, so I'm being rather vague about everything for a good reason. But it got me thinking about the other situations that I've had where I got big clients. One is was my biggest client for years. Many of you had heard of me talking about them. Um, I, I don't have them anymore because the agency, the big agency that I worked for, lost the client, which we all have to deal with once in a while. But it was a big international food store, and I was doing a lot of food work for them. And I got that client through search engine optimization. In other words, making it really easy to find me, very specific. I, I rank number one for food photographer in Detroit and Michigan. That's very helpful. I get a lot of work that way. And sometimes people will say, well, you know, those big companies or even those big agencies, they just don't search for photographers. They have photographers pounding on their door every day. And that is true. But the thing is, when somebody is tasked with finding new options, they will often at least use search as part of the process. Now, they may have may have very well had some maybe cards or emails from photographers that they were interested in, or maybe even photographers they've worked with before, but they wanted to make sure they had all of their options. And I went through the process. Again, kind of like I just went through a few rounds of process. I, I think this that that other one for the all the food work was a, a larger process because they came through the studio and I had to go there and interview with some of the top folks and so forth. And then, then I did a test run. They paid me for it. They certainly paid me for it. But we went through the process and show them exactly how I work. And I was up against other photographers doing the exact same thing. And it turns out I ended up winning the, the opportunity. And it was a great opportunity. And a lot of times when you get these big opportunities, I often look at them as like maybe one or a two-year project because things are always changing. For example, they lost the client. They had had it for years, but you know what? <laughs> all, the, all these things go into cycles. And so I never plan the rest of my career based on a really good opportunity. I say, hey, I'm, you know, I'll take advantage of it. I'll ride the train while it's going, but... I know it's going to change. And that's the one constant we all have to face as photographers and creative professionals. Change. It never, that change thing never ends. And there will always be new opportunities as well as changes within the industry. Another time, and this was early in my career, and I was just talking about it with somebody when I was actually having lunch with them, um, networking. And I was talking about cold calling because they asked me, do you ever cold call? 
said, well, not really. However, years ago, I, I did a little bit for my photography. These, these were in the days when I was in my, say, early 20s and getting up at nine o'clock in the morning was like a major feat. And I had, you know, accomplished something big because I got up at 9 a.m. versus, say, 11 or noon. And, you know, that that's not the way you build a business. So I, I, I knew that and I needed to really focus on making my days much more productive. Because if you want to grow a business, you need to put in the effort, a full day of effort. And I think a lot of times as photographers and especially as creators in general, we find ourselves maybe with a little of extra time. Now, you know, being busy is not the solution to growing a business. Being busy is not growing a business. May I repeat that? Being busy is not growing a business. It's just being busy. Getting new clients, that's growing a business. Taking care of the clients and fulfilling what they've requested, that that's growing a business. But a lot of times we fill our lives in with a bunch of stuff and then say, hey, we're really busy, so we must be successful. That's just not the case. Well, I knew that, and I so I, I sat back to this 9 o'clock, and I was actually working my way back. I started at 11, and then I went to 10, then 9. I remember it was the 9 o'clock, and I was up at 9, a little groggy-eyed, but I said, you know what? I'm going to make it work today. And I, and I was just thinking, oh, yeah. yeah, I was thinking I did the, the cold call early that day, but I actually didn't. I, I had worked a full day of doing a whole bunch of different things, um, including working at one of the studios that I had worked at at the time. And then I came home and said, I'm going to do one last thing. I'm going to cold call and I'm going to open up the yellow pages. I know many of you are saying the yellow what? <laughs> yellow pages. <laughs> well, you know, YP online. Well, anyway, that back in the day, <laughs> we used yellow pages and, and, and they're big, thick books. And I opened the thick book to uh, the public relations section and I just closed my eyes and I put my finger down and I said, that person. And I called that person and said, hello, my name is Rosh. I'm a photographer. Do you happen to have any need for photographers? And there's a pause and the lady said, yes, actually I do. I have a big hospital opening in a couple of weeks. How good are you at capturing ribbon cutting photographs. Can you get that moment? And I said, hey, I have a photojournalism background. I've done a million ribbon cuttings. I can make it happen. And so I said, well, why don't you come in and show me some of your work and we'll go from there. And so a day or two later, I met with her and she's just a small PR office not far from where that hospital was and and it was one of her bigger clients and I showed her my my book and she's like I think you'll do you're great thank you you know for calling <laughs> thanks for answering the phone and there you go I I had a job and one that I used in my portfolio for years because I got the shot and this is film days this was not you can look on back to see if you got the shot this was you get the shot and, you know, a day or two later, you check out the film and see if it happened. You can't recreate, redo, re-nothing, but it looked great. And I used it in my portfolio for many years following. This next example is actually a story that I've shared many times on video as well as the podcast through the years and even my writings, talking about the best ad 
that I ever created. And actually, I didn't create it. It was the newspaper that I was working for at the time that created it, but it produced so many opportunities through the years. And what it was, was I, I used to create ads with my name and, and, you know, saying I was a photographer, explaining my style and having a list of all of the things that I did. And it, it was horrible. <laughs> it looked, it looks absolutely horrible. And it, it really didn't work that well. I mean, I got some inquiries, but it didn't work that well. And I, I, I messed around for a year with different types of ads and I think I just finally said, you guys just put something together for me. And what they did was just put my name, photographer, in big letters, and then below it was my phone number. So my name above smaller, then a big photographer and the phone number, and around it were like marquee lights. And that was it. It was just a very simple ad. And as soon as they published it, I started getting phone calls regularly. And I I just kept that ad going because really every week I received phone calls. And this was a small community paper. So my, the point being is it really pointed me in the right direction when it came to advertising, when it came to marketing, simplicity, understanding the importance of simplicity. And that ad made me thousands and thousands of dollars. For a couple of years, I photographed for a pizza company, and that pizza company had a new assignment every, oh, three months or so, sometimes every two months, and it was great, and I went not too far. I didn't have to travel, maybe an hour away from my studio, and how did I get this job? Well, it was because the stylist that I worked with referred me. It's the same stylist that I'll be using next week that I've worked with for, gosh, maybe 10 years now. And they had asked him to do some work, you know, as a stylist, but he has some photography skills and they asked him to do the work. But ultimately they said, you know, why don't we bring in a photographer? Because he's really good at styling and for him to just focus on the styling, have a good photographer. And, you know, they liked my work and I went and I photographed and they used me for about two years until I believe they took it in house. And, you know, that happens. Things happen. Like I said, remember a year, two years, you just have to figure there's going to be a cycle. I have pretty good retention of my clients. And some of my clients are over 20 years old because there's a relationship there. But sometimes just there are things that are beyond your control. And they're still using a photographer. They just brought an in-house photographer because obviously they had enough work for their small digital agency to bring in a photographer to take care of business. And hey, that that's fine. Somebody is still working. I'm good with that for the most part. I, you know, bummed that I'm not doing the, the photography anymore, but it was a great opportunity. And the referral came from a vendor, a vendor being somebody that supports you or supplies you with materials or services. And that is why you need to treat the people you work with well, the best that you can support them, be their champion too. Because I've referred this stylist to many people through the years. I've helped him make money also. And we've always worked that way ever since because I gave him some shots that he didn't have early on. I took my chance on him. And he has, of course, returned that favor. Looking out for other people 
people that you may not even realize may be a great opportunity to refer you down the road. Maybe it's an assistant. Maybe that assistant ends up in a different area of photography and says, hey, if you want you know, a great portrait, you need to see this person or, or a wedding or a senior or food photography or architecture. You know, They very well, that assistant may go into a different area, but you keep in contact with them. You keep the communication open. And that is the secret to retaining customers is communication and earning new referrals. Communication can play an important role also. Another way that I ended up getting a lot of my work, especially in the 2000s, was working with media, media companies, specifically magazines at the time, where I would work with businesses. I'd photograph businesses or have an assignment with a business, and, and then I would make the connection and I would give them the opportunity to purchase more. And quite often, I would build a relationship in which you know I would fulfill their marketing needs as a photographer. And that was a great way to meet future clients, was being a regular magazine photographer. And I recommend today that you definitely consider such an opportunity. I didn't make that much as a magazine photographer. And, you know, the bottom's pretty much fallen out in many cases for media photography. And in some cases, they insist you do it for free. Now, I I don't think I would do it for free, but quite often, as long as I'm covering my expenses and making some money these days, I would probably be okay. Well, maybe I'm a little bit, you know, stricter than that for my photography, but I would be okay if as long as you are regular. As long as if it's a one-off deal, in other words, a magazine comes to you and says they want you to do a cover or a big story, I, I would want to be paid for that. A one-time deal media opportunity is not, not worth it. But if it's a situation where you can be a regular and they're regularly putting you in situations where you can meet influential people, maybe in your town, then yeah, I, I would jump on board. Uh, and, and if it was to be just be paid minimal to be a part of the team and become known and have my name known as photographer and the opportunity. You know, maybe you're, you're a food photographer and there's a website that needs, and, and we'll set up the assignments for you to go and photograph different restaurants. Well, maybe that is your end to developing your food photography and even earning the possibility to do more work for that person or company. There are so many ways to find new opportunities as a photographer. But the basic fact is, it's usually about people and different ways in which you are referred by people, different ways in which they find you. And these days we have the ability, and it's been that way for over 20 years now. So that's just standard. It's certainly not a new thing being found online. And there's many different ways you can be found online. And in many cases, it's just like networking, except maybe you have a sign out there that's your website or brochure, or you're connecting with people in social media. They find you through the search engines, through Google, Bing, or Yahoo. It's still about people. You want to find and connect with people in some way. So you have to continuously think, how can you build relationships with more people? And some of us get a little upset because we're, we feel like we're meeting the wrong people. 
And that's not necessarily true because everybody knows somebody and asking the questions, who do you know, can get you very far and giving people permission. People that you think could never use your service, but they probably know people that could use your service. So give them permission to refer you and let them know what they should be looking for and how to refer you. Just send me an email or connect us via email. That's a great way to do it. That way everyone feels a little more comfortable with that introduction. And if it's an in-person introduction, let's have coffee kind of a scenario. That's fine too, but you have to let people know how to do it. Don't just say, hey, you can refer me anytime. Great, thanks. And when the time comes, they're not sure exactly what to do. But if you say, hey, just let me know if there's a prospect, we can have coffee or send us both an email right there on the spot. When you're talking about me, send me an email, send them an email and introduce each other. And, and it's an easy way to do it. And they'll do it when they're thinking about you and not be thinking how, you know, oh, I'll just give them a call later. I'll give her a call later and we'll connect. And that never happens. So when you give people the opportunity to refer you, you're much better off. There are so many ways in which I've been referred through the years, and I bet you have some great stories too, and we all do. So think about some of those ways in which people referred you and ask yourself, what, you, what can you learn from that? What, what, what went right? And then how can you repeat that again in another way, maybe with other people? What worked for you? What was it? that helps somebody say, you know, I have a photographer friend that I think would be perfect for you. And what was it that made that person, that referral, say yes to you and start building off of that? We'll talk to you next week.